I am D. That is the Madman Los. And we got a special guest in the building. Virtually. Listen, he's been a Tarzan, a Midnight's Dream, The Tempest, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, but then also, you know, he was doing like, you know, this small little tad bit play that you may have heard of, you know, called Disney's Aladdin, you know, the Broadway, excuse me, the, uh, excuse me, the national tour, not Broadway. Just oh, a midget. Um, right. It's the Broadway uh, production on tour. <laughs> you know, just a small little one that was going on for about, what, three years? Yeah, three years. Yeah, you know, you know, just just nothing crazy. It's kind of going all over the place, all 50 states, kind of living a dream. Um, <laughs> you may have seen him perform, you know, as the Sultan early on in his career, but then he finished out strong as the one, the only, the genie. His name is Corey Lee Blossy. Close cutie applause, please. Oh, oh. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Granting wishes out there, <laughs> literally out there granting wishes. Uh, and speaking of granting wishes, can I just kind of ask a question? I asked. Sure. So we had we we've also had Ellis on that, that I yes. know that cool with, um, and then we also had Jawan on as well. Um, but I, I have to ask you how how do you go out there, especially when you because you're the first principal that we've had on. Yeah. And he's, so how is it that you went out there eight shows a week? I mean, excuse me, eight shows a week. Yeah, that's right, eight shows yeah. a week. Eight <laughs> shows a week. How? Like, and then um, like happy and go lucky and like, Well, yay. as a standby, as a standby, it's like you're living your dream and you want, you always want to be on, you always want to be on. And like, when you do get to go on, I would always say to myself, give him a show, give him a show. Make him, make him think, why don't we cast him? Mm-hmm. And like right. I always thought that to myself. Make them second guess themselves by your performance every time you go on. Absolutely. And so toward <clears throat> when it was time to like, oh, the role might be coming open, the role might be coming open. Anytime I went on during that time, I'd say to myself, make them make them make the choice easy. Mm-hmm. Make it yeah. easy for them. Let them know we ain't got to worry because he's right here. Mm. How, how did that audition process go? I'm like, cardio, cardio, cardio. When I first learned the track, I would do Friend Like Me. That's an 18-minute number. I would do that three times before I'd go to sleep. Sheesh. Just to like, okay, learn it. Make sure you know it. Because on stage, you can't think about it. There's so many other things to think about that. You, have, you just have to be able to like trust that, here we go. This is it. Right. And speaking Take of swim. And so something too, because so there's a difference. So, cause you were on the national tour. So your friend like me sequence is a little bit different than the Broadway's friend like me sequence. And I mean by that is, you know. Right. We have to do more. We have to run up and down the stage more. On Broadway, <laughs> they move up and down. Yes. Drives up for them. And so I'm not saying that we have to do more. Like we are like running three blocks more than they are. But in those little instances, at the end of 18 minutes is when it counts. And that's when like, <laughs> while it's rising up, we're walking up and down steps. And like, that's mid time that you can take breathing. Mm. And like, banking up to give that ending everything you got. Mm. But you? Yeah, I haven't done it on Broadway, so I, I only know the going up and down, up and down, up and down steps. But still, you did that eight shows a yeah. week. Yeah, and that's right. what I was saying. Like, once once I got the role, 
I would, and like anytime I felt tired, first of all, never let them see you're tired because it ain't about that. Nobody wants to see you're tired. They're not paying me to be tired. So anytime I got in that building, A, that was my wildest dream come true. Mm-hmm. Anytime I woke up, anytime I went to sleep, I got, I got to live my wildest dreams in front of a couple thousand people every night. So mm-hmm. like when I was tired and I was standing behind the curtain, I'd be like, all right, look, this is what you asked for. Ah, uh, mm. so right, right. you can't not want to do this because right. for the last two years you would say, "Man, I want to do this." Make them pick me. Make them pick me. They picked you. Now prove them why. Mm-hmm. So I had and for me once the started once that curtain rips, it was like I, I don't know what I, what I'm feeling. Like my my leg could be broke, but I'm gonna get through the number once I can do everything on stage. <laughs> I won't realize that adrenaline me. kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> And like the genie only talks to the audience and and Aladdin. Mm. Yeah, that's it. So when until Aladdin comes out, you're only talking to the audience. Right. So I so because I had the uh, I had the opportunity to go see you actually. I saw you in Rhode Island, and um, you actually smashed it. And um, what was interesting to me was that seeing your genie, and then I've seen like a few. I've seen it a few other times. A few different genies. Yeah. You projected yourself like, just like your presence was big. But then on top of that, it was like your performance, there was a few times in it that I really wanted to see you play a bad guy. Because like in Arabian Night, you turn and look at the audience with like, I looked, I looked at Justin and I was like, yo, he looks like he will fuck somebody up. (laughs) (laughs) We had to change some stuff. We had to change some stuff because the way I did it, our our stage manager was like, I feel like the Corey that Corey is gonna whoop Aladdin's ass. <laughs> like, like you can't go at him. Like I used to walk out Aladdin and like chest bump him. Like <laughs> fuck all this tap dance. Fuck all the fireworks. I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> Rule number one: You won't whoop my ass. <laughs> <laughs> And so they were like, whoa, whoa, calm down, calm down. I'm like, we could never be mean or evil to Aladdin because there was so much joy that came over that. So it was like, anytime you needed to get nasty, you had to throw it at the audience. For me, I had to throw it at the audience to be like, I can't call these people what they what I really want to say, but for the show. <laughs> it was listen when you did it i just i looked and i was like yo <laughs> like like that was like so the minute like you know every day like like the minute on the first act was done mm-hmm. him and i were talking and we definitely talked about like you know like 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 the number because yo you came out friend like me and you were doing it <laughs> like you were out there uh but i was just like yo i would i would really be interested to see you kind of do a grittier role. What do you what do you think about that? That, that is, um, I actually started booking more roles, playing like the dirtier, grittier roles. Um, Tarzan, mm-hmm. I love yes. it so much because the audience the entire time is viewing this person as a, an, the enemy, as the bad guy. And mm-hmm. at the end of the show, I don't want to give it away, but like we all know the story of Tarzan, of the bad mm-hmm. man ends up killing the good guy right 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 you just didn't know that, that was the good guy this whole time. Like, time you you got to like go through the emotions of being like look i don't want you i can't get close to you because i know what 
what you will bring. Mm -hmm. And what happened? <laughs> That's what he brought. Like, <laughs> one of the two, he got he had to die for it. So, so do you think you you naturally uh, like the the more grittier roles, or do you like to show your range and play everything? Well, that's that's just it. Like now, I need to find something that that really uses both. Mm. That like gives you that ha ha ha. Hey y'all, I got this. Let's have fun. And now you now you've pissed me off. Like that vigilante kind of thing where he where you balance right. both sides. So, right. So like. I'll give you all the goodies. Here, let's have a good time. <laughs> and then it's like, uh-uh, you stole from me now. Yeah. So now, now I, now I have to show you that forget about all the fun stuff. Yeah. I can't deal with you anymore. Mm. You, you don't get the pretty side. Now you get the, the serious side. Right, right, like, right. I would love for something. And that's what I was saying. Like, up until this point, I don't know that there's anything on paper that will challenge me as much as Aladdin did. Mm. Which, which so, brings me to my next I question. I would love to find something that is that next challenge. Speaking of, of like how challenging Aladdin was, like what explain like the whole like the boot camp you had to go through for it. Um, like, I mu that must be pretty rigorous. I, I wasn't a tap dancer. Okay. I'll tell you right now, I'm still not a tap dancer. Yeah, because I'm gonna say you're a big but, guy. So that's a lot of I promise you. <laughs> What, if you give me long enough to learn something, I can learn whatever you give me. Right, 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 right. Like, as long as I have the time to learn, I'll learn it. Well, you I'll obviously, well, you got the, you got the role because, because you were, because you were on the original touring company as the yeah, standby. I got, between, between the three of us, I got the role because of charm. <laughs> um, during the choreography, like, I was just not, I'm not a tapper. So like, and they were doing it really fast. And I, I was like, okay. So I'd go home mm -hmm. at night and be like, well, at least you know now why you're not getting the role because you can't tap dance. You can tap dance, right, right, right. right. Work on that and then like eventually keep auditioning. So they were filming during our genie camp and I stood closest to the camera so they couldn't see my feet. And then they stopped and they're like, Corey, we're gonna do that again, but you stand on this side because we couldn't see your feet. And like I at this moment I was just like, Okay, Damn don't it. panic. Charm them. Charm them. Make them laugh. Make them laugh. And I was like, sweetheart, it's that video is gonna look a lot better if you pay attention from the waist up than if you pay attention from the waist down. <laughs> and like any second I got, I was like, Okay, make them laugh. It'd be so funny. Just, make them want to be around you because, like, make the personality and like make everything else shine to where they'll think, "Oh, we can we can teach him to dance. He can learn the choreography." The, oh, look at so everything it was the, else. The, it, was the, it was the charisma that basically. Yeah, it was over. like blindside them with everything else. So, so they can't like, oh, <laughs> We'll teach him the stuff he can't do. Ah. Look at everything else he's bringing. Mm -hmm. And so, then I just had to put in the work. How did you? How did you? <laughs> how did you like, I, I had a trainer the whole time. Um, ah. It's and it's so hard, especially like cooking in a hotel room that doesn't want you to use a George Foreman, that only has a microwave, and has a refrigerator that won't hold anything size enough for me to eat for a meal. 
So it was thing. like balance. It would be like, okay, well, if you're going to do this, if you work out, you can eat more. Mm -hmm. So put those meals. And like, I'm the type of person that when I wake up, I'm not really hungry. I'm like, I can go to the gym and not need, not need fuel, not need food fuel before the gym. Mm. Um, and the way that worked with my body is, so I would wake up, drink, drink a lot of water, of course, like take my vitamins and everything, go to the gym, right. then eat a big meal, like basically eat whatever I want because that's breakfast and lunch. Right. Then do a little physical activity. And like when I wasn't the genie, I would do friend like me with the show in my dressing room. Mm. So like after I ate my big breakfast lunch meal after the gym, it was like little snacks on like peanuts and fruit and stuff like that. And then do the show. I'd do friend like me and do the big dance numbers with the show. And then after the show, I'd eat a sensible like grilled chicken breast or something like that. Mm -hmm. But Woo-wee! It was hard. Mm. And, like, I would do, I would go to the gym before the show. I'd go to the gym. Ooh, I was, I felt like I was always in the gym. Well, you but were like 275 on the bench. I what? saw that. I saw that on, like, one of your posts. You were, like, you were, like, Blossy hit 275. Like, I guess you bench press 275 or something like that. Yeah, because I was, I was trying to get to 300. But we, once I started, like, once we started pushing weights, my costumes started to fit different. And they were like, <laughs> and one day I busted out of the side of my costume. And I was like, and they literally were like, Corey, you have to slow down on the weights. And like, <laughs> my armbands started to fit differently and stuff. And they were like, uh. Sir, let's curl up, sir. <laughs> right. it's, it's great to see that you're in the gym every day doing your cardio, but. Yeah. Do, do your arms need to be that much bigger? The <laughs> <laughs> genies, that's what we jacked. <laughs> right. I was like, well, hey, y'all wanted me in the gym, so get what you get. <laughs> so you know what? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna come off of Aladdin now. You know what okay. I'm saying? Well, give, them, give, the Disney, give the Disney people a chance to exit first. I mean, okay. will you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let them know there's a disclaimer. No, about that it, transition. it was the hardest and the greatest thing I have ever done in my life. And mm -hmm. like, if they were to ever say, hey, Corey, can you come fill in? Absolutely. Mm. 100%. I would love to. That, that show will always have my heart. That, that company was one of the greatest companies I've ever worked for. Well, hopefully, money hopefully they, are, they are doing it. Well, because <clears throat> I know last time Ellis was on, um, he said that you know the show closed, unfortunately, because due to, closed early due to COVID. But then I did yeah. like, like like a little more research into it. I guess that they wanted to reopen it anyway, but they're going to just do the set designs or something differently with it. Yeah, because the tour, the first tour, we played all the theaters that uh, that we could fit in because it was a thirty truck tour. Mm, okay. And so some theaters you just we were just too big for, and so they're trying to mm. configure the show to have all the razzle-dazzle and spectacle without cutting it and losing anything so the audience doesn't have to not get what the first round had, what the first tour had. So they're working on that. I, well, with this, I'm sure it'll be delayed a little further. Um, it was supposed to be in the fall of 2021. Right, right. Um, but again, who knows? Who knows? And 
don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I got. I don't know if I have tour of me again. Like right now, I really want to focus on New York and like do some work and maybe, maybe some TV or film, um, stuff like that. And ooh, but the road is serious. I, I'll I'll go back, but right now I want to focus on being here. Speaking of that, how has because now you got Broadway Black is not coming back until September because of because of uh, COVID. You know, uh, right. Cuomo. How has that changed, you know, the auditioning for you for one, Broadway roles, if you even can? And two, have you now started to focus more on, let's say, voice acting or, you know, kind of looking at well, other avenues? I've always, like, my agency um, always focuses on, like, whatever is available at the time. And, like, all, in the all subdivisions, um, uh, amazing agency, DDO Artist Agency, they're the best. Um, and they have a bunch of little, so I like TV and film. I have my legit agent that is theater. And like, I'm also able to work in other aspects in the office. If they see something that I fit for voiceover work, they'll send it to me. If they see something for TV or film, they'll send it to me. Um, Mm -hmm. so as that is available, they send it out, but, um, like auditions for theater and stuff right now there are a couple submissions for things but nothing for broadway um and the submit some submissions will come out and then they'll find more news about covid and then the audition will be canceled so um let's figure it out right i'm not jumping i do i want to go to work yes do i want to go back to doing what i did yes um am i saddened by what is happening and that like all my friends and stuff don't have jobs 100 percent but let's do this the right way. Absolutely. And not jump into a puddle of mud. No. So get get it handled mm-hmm. so we can bring the art back. Because that's right, not rushing to missing. It. Art, we, everybody needs art. And no matter what it is, music, like art, portraits, painting, creating, everything. Every kind of art is what we need. But... We don't need them more than life. You, you got to live first. So <laughs> that's true. No, that's true. Now, if a couple fools want to say they they know better than what what they know and what the doctors know, if, if they want to go out and do a couple <laughs> things and get out the way, right, right, right. Well, you know, go what? Ahead. I go, go, go put up a couple productions. So that, that's just keeping people out <laughs> oh, of my oh, way. Oh, for the you want you want to you want to guinea pig them, huh? <laughs> right, but if. If you would go out and do an audition, despite what's happening, and if, if you'd go work for a company that would be willing to put up a show despite what's happening, unfortunately, you're going to get what you, whatever yeah, happens, yeah. you, you well, deserved it. Here's the thing. Now, what about, like, you see so many things, like, for instance, Dean's a, a huge WWE guy, right? And I just clicked mm-hmm. on the WWE, and I saw that they were doing, they're still doing stuff, but it's no crowd and it's limited. Do you think that you Disney or, or you watch your mouth? You watch your mouth. Right? Well, you well, watch your mouth where you going. Also, like, no, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying. Like, make sure are we are we testing before yeah. the fights? Are, are we checking temperatures before the fights? Because a lot of it is heated temperature, so their their temperatures are already going to be higher mm-hmm. before anything because starts. So yeah. right because mm-hmm. because of that job, mm-hmm. you're amped. You're amped the second. 
you're on property. So they should be tested like in the hotel room or something. But they have, as long yeah. as they're testing and like if if you're gonna fight somebody and you're like, okay, we're gonna do this. And like I've sh- I've hung out with friends. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, but what I mean, we've kept our distance. Right, right, right. Like, what I'm, I'm not saying we're like like right, like we may or may not have we may or may not have smoked the same blunt, but um I I'm not I'm not gonna be like, oh, she's sick. I'm right. like I'm not going to hang out with my friend that's hacking and coughing and has a headache every day and can't breathe. Of course, of course. My point, but I'm saying, like, if everyone is, so let's say that, like, you know. So, like, if the wrestlers are willing to, like, sign a, a waiver, I won't sue you if something happens and I get a disease from this right. fight. So, so that's, do you think that any, any like, theaters or Disney should adopt this kind of, like, style? And let's say you no. all the actors. No? Okay. I don't think anybody should, but if people are going to do it, I can't stop them. But okay. let's wait until it clears. Let's, let's just, okay. let's wait until it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. We don't need to add extra steps. Right. No, I feel you. I was just thinking just because some people, like you say, some people feel like, oh, show must go on. You know, if WWE yeah. found a way, maybe exactly. Disney can too. You know well, what, though? I think the, only, the, the issue is that, like, <clears throat> with, with Broadway, for them, it wouldn't, like, it really wouldn't make any sense for them to have them keep going back there for no one to be able to go to the show. The only way it would right. work is you have to pay them for a one-time shot record it and then maybe because the way their contract is set up then like you can give people a virtual link that they can pay for to watch it at right. the crib. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Well also like every but that's Broadway just a one time shot if you think about it. That's tested every every, every, every Broadway show is recorded. Um it it, it 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 just it happens because it goes into the <laughs> library. Um and like you can go to Lincoln Center and look at these recordings, y'all. You can go watch the shows from Broadway. Every show's recorded. Um, hmm. Really? Know that. Lincoln, Center, Lincoln Center Library. Um, but plug. <laughs> and when you go, okay. <laughs> I have the math form. Hashtag go to the library when they're open. Um, <laughs> when they're open. Right. Uh, when it's safe, of course. <laughs> but like contracts, they get you in contracts anyway. Because like. If you sign a contract, somewhere in that contract is like, in 15 years, if we want to use your picture on a poster, we can do it. Mm. So, uh, you you said I'm like, trust to believe, for me, you put me on a Broadway stage, you use that footage as much as many times as you want. <laughs> yeah, because it's good for your brain. Yeah. Use it more. Use it so much that I can use it. Yeah. Any press is good press. Right. Put it out there so much that I can put it on my social media and tag myself. Look at more. Right. Let me get a good copy out there that's not a bootleg. So, you know what? I have a I have a question. I wanna I wanna I wanna kinda kinda go off the rails a little bit. Um because yeah. <laughs> right. nah, nah, nah. this this is gonna be good. Um because Ellis like touched on it, but mm-hmm. we didn't really get into it. But I definitely want to get into it with you. Um, speak on the ro- on the road life because he said that you know y'all would go out sometimes, like you know just like, you know people in the company, and then people find out that you know hey Aladdin's in town, yeah, <laughs> and they 
and they just kind of like, lose their mind here's for y'all. Drinks. Here's drinks. Here's drinks. Here's How drinks. Here's drinks. <clears throat> if you're an adult, you can handle yourself. <laughs> so, do you have any? Do you have any <laughs> funny stories that have happened oh. in, some, in some good towns? Everywhere, people always. First of all, like some people, this is their first job. Like out of college, first gig. They're young. They're they're ready to live their life. Or some, this is their first job that pays what this does. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you get into a city and you're instant celebrity because you're only there for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So kids get wrapped up in that. And then the next day when they're crying how tired they are and the old folks in the show are like, ah, we ain't gonna hear that. Mm-hmm. You can go home whenever you, you don't have to go out. Right. And me, and- I, once I was, once I became the role, um, officially, I, I didn't go out. Mm. I, I didn't drink at all because I, I didn't want to have to, I was finding new ways to deal with my voice and like make my voice sustain for eight shows a week. And like, I'm something I've learned in that time. And with this role is that like, you can't belt that show eight times a week. But mm-hmm. for me, as a standby, every time I went on, I was so geeked that, like, energy to me is like, oh, I'm belting. I'm chesting through this whole number. Mm-hmm. So, like, what you mean. for, like, the, to be a standby, yeah, go ahead. Belt it. But to do the show eight days a week, baby. No. My part, I went to the ENT and I was like, I got nodes, I got polyps, I got something. There's something on there I need to help. <laughs> they spoke and everything and she was like calm down this is the first time you've used your voice this much isn't it and I was like yes and she was like <clears throat> I've seen the show on Broadway she was like how do you prepare blah 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 and we talk and she was like well for starters <laughs> I don't know why you're trying to belt the whole show period <laughs> so it was your ENT who put the science to the math for you right and I was just like you know I I was always like, give it the belt, give it the belt, because that was power. And explain that for the people who don't know, who don't, who are not because Broadway. Like, for me, I'm like, belt is like your chest voice, loud and proud, foot like ah, giving everything you got, chest. All, like zero to one hundred, and just mm-hmm. going. Right. And like, I'd still give dynamics. But it was always like chested. And then I found like fun little ways to change the, the dynamic of what I was doing and it would make the audience react differently. Mm-hmm. And then that would give me more stability for the longer notes. Mm. So and like then, saving like, your voice. Play it up. I was also somebody that was like, everything's got to sound perfect, which is why I was like, I'm a belter. So I'm belting it, so it also has to be perfect. No, it needs to be ugly. It needs to be funky. It needs to be real. Like if I'm if I'm feeling some type of way that like this is how a note has to come out with my face looking like that, that's what needs to be done. Mm. Not trying to belt it and chest it and like look like I'm singing and look pretty. No, because that ain't that's not honest. So so you kind of paced yourself through it and found your own rhythm. Yeah, and then like you find more. You always find your hills and valleys, of course, but like 
then you can find like little cracks where you can like <laughs> get this in and like a spoken tone mm-hmm. and now you've held this note longer than you thought you could mm-hmm. and like you know that this part's coming up so you, you prepare yourself because friend like me was like make it to this section breathe make it to this section breathe make it to this section and like you always had to change characters drop of a hat and it was it was so much fun and like so much excitement was in finding different things to do vocally to change that up. Mm. So that's how and you like to be fresh. Right. And before I started Aladdin, the year before I was doing Tarzan and that, that's a baritone bass. Mm. So for a year I was singing baritone bass. Then I booked a tenor gig. So then it was also like, Pipe it up. <laughs> so, now, what is your now? What is your range? Um, I I like to think that I have a, a pretty big range. Um, but um, I I don't have a ba- a full basement of a bass, but I can okay. get pretty low. Um, that's why I'll say baritone because it's a it's a term that people use and have accepted. But like a baritone and a tenor, I could do both of those solidly. Now. Quick question. What role would, because when you were talking about a role that kind of had both in it. Yeah. The only, just because I I haven't gone to that many Broadway shows, I've kind of like just recently started to to get into it. Um, Mm -hmm. I did see Once on this Island. Oh, yeah. You said somebody who has like a dual personality. I immediately thought of Oscar. Yeah. Would you? I'm more like. Do you have the voice for it? In. I could do that. I could sing that show one night. <laughs> like I have, I can get that range, but it'll, it'll be like one night only. <laughs> one night only. Um, I know. I now in Once on This Island, I want more. I want to be Agwe. I want to sing Rain. Okay. Yeah, I want to sing Rain. I love that song. And like even um. Um, I, I submitted for Papa Gay. And just because, like, the, yeah, the evil. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm so, interested in so that like, role. Mm-hmm. It just, it's, it's just seeing different things and trying different things. Like, um, Mama Will Provide, baby. Mm-mm. Just wants to, I got you. That's, that's fun to sing in the shower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's a great song to annoy my neighbors. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you are, Dean, but I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in seeing what what the big man's got. You know, I didn't get the luxury of seeing him in Rhode Island or seeing him on the tour. I got him right here, right now. Huh? <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, you know, this is the first time I've only seen Major. I know. I know. I've been slacking, but. This is a good first step. You know, at least I'm talking to Major's you. You know? Major's my boy. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, the, that's the only one I saw. Um, and I was really close to him. So I appreciate the whole, like, the whole pageantry of it and the act of it. So now that right. me talking to all of Jawan, Ellis, now you, I'm getting a more, like, behind-the-scenes um, appreciation for it. Because I'm like, yeah, I, I only saw a major. But now I'm working. Everybody has a different process. And everybody knows their own remedies, you know? So, right. And everybody's, t- oh, they're all talented because you wouldn't be talented if you wasn't here, you know? So I'm, I don't know, man. Dean, like, you know, 
what's up, Corey? You, you can you are you is your voice warmed up? Can you give us a second? Oh no, I I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm not warmed up at all. Uh huh. Do do you need like, more? The more, just pay attention. Like as we're talking, there'll be little. You'll just break out naturally. Little snippets. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right let's if start. not, okay. if not, I'll go get my laptop out and do a little clip. <laughs> Listen, we can we can make it a production, okay? We don't yeah. the kids say Listen, we don't the kids, don't the kids still say Google me. <laughs> that's, they do. Funny they enough, do. They do. funny enough, that's actually how I found like that's actually like really how I found you because like I kind of get like in this weird like obsession with things sometimes. Like I just kind of want to know everything. So I was on Google, looked up James Monroe Aguilar, and then just kind of like fell into the whole genie thing. Um mm-hmm. And then just kind of was like looking up shit, looking up shit, looking up shit. You know what I mean? And then yours came up. <laughs> and you were in a blue suit. And yep. that was like, I was like, oh, okay. He's like really genie. <laughs> and then like, like you did it. It was like in a soulful way, but you still at the same time, I don't even know if you meant to do it, but you still paid homage to Robin Williams at the same time to me, at least. That's what I saw in your performance. I don't know if you even meant to do it. Absolutely. There's, it. Well, there's a little, like, a oh, nod, but you can't, nobody can be Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I wasn't saying you were, but I was just saying, like, certain, like, like, when you were doing it, when I saw it, it was at the, um, it was at the Thanksgiving parade. Mm-hmm. I just... Also, they asked for that suit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wore that, I wore that suit at one, one performance, and <laughs> after that, Anybody that anywhere I did a performance, they asked for that suit. <laughs> so you, so that's, so, so then that's probably why, because the suit doesn't have the suit. Just like I was like, I was like, yo, this is like, right. oh no, well, the suit, the suit's in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it actually was a suit suit. Really? And when I was in the suit shop and I was looking for suits, I found it, and I was like, there's no way they're gonna let me wear that suit suit. And, they let you and I was like, and I talked to the tailor, and I was like, "How short will you cut this coat?" And he was like, "I'll cut it to a short, a regular size coat." And I was like, "Let's do it." Get her done. <laughs> and that's a cute three piece, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard the Michigan South. Like I heard that South. Like listen, I heard that Michigan Indian. <laughs> I heard that. So how? So where did you? You know what? What made you decide that you want to be out here doing this? Like, like putting yourself out there as an artist. And then a, a double fold question behind that: How did you keep yourself artistically fulfilled when you had to be an art? Like you were, you are a paid artist. Right. Like, how did you even feel now, like going home creating? You know, I have I been on tour for three years. Been doing um, PR for shows as long as I remember, and like. Any interview I've ever had in all of my wonderful years, I have never been asked such a wonderful question. First of all, oh, well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate he's a professional. He's a professional. So wonderful, so wonderful. So what a wonderful question. Um, growing up, I was a poor kid. Um, theater was like all I had. Theater didn't cost money. Sports cost money. I had to pay for uniforms and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Um, theater, you just show up. They they put you in whatever costume they want you in. Mm. They make you look however they want you to look. You just right. show up and got what you got. 
right, right, right. Um, and I actually, <clears throat> there's the summer theater program, and it costs $50 to enter. And like, I collected bottles and cans. Mm-hmm. And my big brother helped me. And shout out, big bro. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to my big brother, Jason Blasi, in Bay City, Michigan. Um, he and like we went once we took in all the bottles and we went to the theater. And like when we went to the theater, they were like, We're, we're closed, We've, it's, it's done, we closed, it, it's over, we've already got all the names, blah 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 blah. When he went in and told them and talked to the people and powers the be and they put me in the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I tried to be in every show I could, any show I could. If there was an audition and I could get there, I was trying, I was in that show. Mm. Okay. Um, and then in high school, I didn't realize, I didn't know that like you went to college and like this was a profession. Mm. I was just like, this is what I love doing. Would I love to do Broadway? Yeah. But like, I didn't know like the proper steps to get there. And like, um, then a performance group called the Young Americans, shout out California, YAs, came through and I saw them and I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'd love to do this. Um, and they, it's a music outreach tour and like, they really promote music and like music education and a foundation in music for children growing up and stuff like that. And they tour the world and um, just educate. And an amazing group, loved it. Went out there and I was like, okay, California's not for me. I love being a part of the Young Americans, but I do not love being in California. <laughs> so I went home, back to Bay City, Michigan, did some shows, worked at a job, was gonna come to school in New York, 9-11 happened and my mom was like, I don't want you in New York right now. Can you wait a little bit? And then, then it was time to go. Then I did, I was in a production of Wizard of Oz, I think, was the last production I did at home. And my mom was like, it's time for you to go to New York. She knew. And so I moved to New York. And ooh-wee, ooh-wee. <laughs> then I wait a lot of tables. Um, I started working at a restaurant in Times Square, a themed restaurant for a movie. And it was like, they celebrated my crazy. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and like much with theater, anywhere you celebrate my crazy, I'm going to (laughs) shine. Right, right, right. Like once I find a way to like weasel in to find out where my, where my creativity and where I can shine. Uh, acceptably shine mm-hmm. then it's to the wall so mm-hmm. they celebrated all kinds of my crazy like okay. if I wanted to jump up in a window and sing happy birthday to people and shout into Times Square they loved it mm-hmm. if I the song pour some sugar like pour some sugar on me that's why I would come on I would literally run around with um, sugar packets and throw them at people. Okay. Like, all <laughs> kinds of crazy. So then, you just wait. I, I, you would just wait. Out, I would go out and do openings for this restaurant. And like, I went to Mexico a couple times. I went to China. I went to Hong Kong. I went to um, Japan. Oh, dope. Um, all over the United States. 
opening of these restaurants, having a great time. And like every once in a while on audition and like I was in Denver opening a restaurant with this company and I got called in for an audition for the Color Purple Tour and they wouldn't let me come back to go to the audition. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna miss this audition. (laughs) I'll miss this audition because I gave y'all my word. And here we are. Mm-hmm. But this is my last one. I'm done. Right. And like the only other company was like, no way. I'll see you. I'll see you at the next one. You're jo- you're joking. Everybody goes through this. Go take some rest. Take a vacation. Blah blah blah. I was like, nope. This is it. Uh, I didn't move to New York to be a waiter. I moved to New York to audition and be in theater and like have a career and start my career. And so I left the company, waited some tables, and how I kept my creativity when I would go to an audition in the morning and sit there and wait because I was non-equity, and I would sit there for like six hours and have to leave that audition because I had to work that shift, because Mm. rent came first, because my phone bill came first. Nobody can call me with a gig if I don't have a phone that's turned on. I need somewhere to sleep so I can have somewhere to go to an audition from. And so like, leaving those auditions there hurt my feelings. But when I would get to work, that was a character. Mm. Me as a bartender, me as a server, those are different characters even. Right. As a server, uh, a waiter, Weights on a table. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll keep you laughing. I'll ha- you'll have the best dining experience of your life. And always want to come back. And I love children. So, mm-hmm. like, I would make bank. As a bartender, no. I will tend to you when I get to you because I'm busy. And right. Like, <laughs> that attitude made me a lot of money. And mm-hmm. so, like, really? telling somebody, I'm sorry, you want to water down what? <laughs> If you want to talk trash when your server is not around, you can go get a table. But I got good ears, and you ain't gonna talk shit on nail one of these twenty-one bar stools. <laughs> I quickly be like, um, I'm not at your house. You are at mine. Please take your shoes off. Yes, really tight. Don't act shit. like that. And like different characters would would make me money, and that that would keep me invested, and like. That would keep me creative. That would keep me, like, able to do different things. And, like, when I go to audition, I'd be like, okay, whatever, this is who you're going to be. Let them see this when they walk into the door. So, like, trying to create different things and trying to find different ways to be creative at auditions. Like, sing things that are random. And, like, when I first auditioned for Aladdin, I waited eight hours. And I was in the last group of 10 people. Wow. And non-act. And by that time, they cut the audition to eight bars of music. Okay. So it's like, how do you get somebody's attention in such a short amount of music? Yeah, like what do you sing a song? You sing a song from Little Shop of Horrors. You sing Feed Me. And you sing the part that says, 
I'm your genie. I'm your friend. I'm your willing slave. Take <laughs> so you it. I got you. You know, the kind of easy, kind of red hot feet, the kind of sticky, icky, you And that was it. That's all the music I got to sing. We're like, like, all right, all right. <laughs> and like, they called me back and stuff like that, but I was not an act. I was the only person on the list that didn't have an agent and I was, was an equity on that call back. Well, only person that. That, they, that they wanted to see again was me that was a nobody that didn't have any checks next to his name. And the next time they saw me, I had checks next to my name. Speak to that, that's, that's incredible. So now how fast was that turnaround for you to become equity and union? Um, I didn't... Um, when I first auditioned, it was like maybe two years before I even booked the job. Mm -hmm. um, and like I got a call back from that in like the December of that year. And then I just started like doing little workshops and like working with the growing studio. Shout out growing studio. Great people to work with. Um, and I would do like casting sessions like behind the table and like you work a couple weeks singing different material and you're doing it with people that are casting shows. So like, yeah, let them see me go through a bunch of different songs. Right, Let right, them see right. me because the next time they'll be like, oh, I've seen him do three other songs. Corey, try that song. Um, That's so it's I like, mean. get them to see me every way they can. Oh, you've seen me sing a sad song. Now let me sing a happy song. Um, <clears throat> and so now talk about the network and that. So like, you know, I want to actually, you know, explain this to people who are out there who, you know, who are like, you know what? I want to kind of get out there and I want to I wanna do this too. Let's dive deep into what you were talking about networking, but not only networking, you're also just a, a actually like a genuinely like a nice person. But how, yeah, how, that's, how, how does that go? That's another thing, like not, not everybody, when, once you get to a certain level, everybody in the room's talented. Mm. So how do you rise above that? Make them want to work with you. Make them want to be around you. Come mm. back to your crazy. Like, like anybody can sing a song. You can teach anybody to sing a song. You can teach anybody to do a dance. You can teach anybody to say words on a stage. Literally, you can't. But what can't be taught is like, I want to spend, like, when you're in tech and you have eight days a week that are 12 hour days. And like, do I want to spend a week around this person 12 hours every day? <laughs> I'm like when things go wrong like am I I'm on a tour bus do I want to be on this person on a bus for a five hour trip mm. probably not like little things like that what is it going to be like going into your dressing room every day with this person mm. and so like stuff like that for me is like Haha! it's going to be a good ass time everybody's right. going to laugh we go have some music. And like, if if you need a hug, you you'll get a hug. If not, do you which, run which your is, business? But we gonna have fun with our like. family. That so is like, like exactly. But at the same time, there are some people that don't don't pay attention to those rules. Mm. How do you I deal? Say, I, I I have a gift that I get to shit. Like I get to do what I want. I get to do what I've always wanted to do for a living. Like, how can I be mad? How can I be angry? Mm -hmm. 
speaking of that, how do you, because you are such a nice person, you know, like generally you're cool because like I didn't hit you about the blue and then you were just so receptive and then, you know, just thank you for that. Um, yeah, appreciate you, you that. Don't, you don't, literally, you don't have to be. You could have just been like, uh, thanks, dude. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But what, would I, what else would I be doing? Sitting on my couch. <laughs> oh, thanks. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, but I do want to know, how did you deal with assholes? Like, like, cause you've worked on so many different shows. I know that everybody hasn't been cool. Oh. How, how have you dealt with like some of these hard to deal with motherfuckers? As sweet and as and sweet as and lovely as you think I am, I am just the same way, vindictive. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, you look like a nice guy, but you're like an asshole. Too. Yeah, but you look like you're ready for it. I will make you feel so bad that you will apologize to me for something that I did. <laughs> mm. Which is like a, which is that's a that's a that's a superpower right there. <laughs> right, like like I will. That's whoo! master projection. Right, I will alienate. I, and like I hate to be that person, so I'm always like I'm always gonna leave with my happy and like what like what I want everybody to get. I'm always gonna leave with that because if, if you really do, if there comes a time that I have to check you and put you in the back place. I can rest and not lose sleep knowing that you put me there. If I cut you off, you gave me the scissors. Oh. But like, how does that's a, the... That's a bar. That is a bar. <laughs> you should actually put that on a... You should actually make that a t-shirt. Like, <laughs> I cut you off, you gave me right. the scissors. That's actually dope. I, I'm, see, I, am, I will give you every kind of kindness until like, I feel like... Oh, did you just try to play me? Right, right. I think I am 13 years old. <laughs> so, okay. But then, well, clearly a child needs to be spanked to take to village. Yes. <laughs> so here's the question. How, is, how do you deal with the politics of that, though? So what I mean is, like, have you ever dealt, like, because you've been, you've been a principal, you've been an understudy, you've been a standby. So how have you dealt when you've been in, like, the understudy? <laughs> um, bless you. Um, thank you, thank you. You've been in like the understudy or even the uh, standby role. How have you dealt with a hard to deal principle? Because everybody has always seen me shine with friendliness and charm. Right. Make everybody see that shine. I got you. Because so you when people do see me check somebody, they're like, they they get the same way. Corey is the nicest person I know. Why the fuck did he just have to check him like that in front of us? Mm-hmm. And I have had to do that. There have been instances where somebody will come up to my boss while I'm having a conversation first and interrupt. First of all, to interrupt me while I'm speaking to somebody without saying excuse me or anything, it's like chewing with your mouth open. Like grounds to get slapped in the throat. <laughs> I hate it. And Wait, like slapped in the and throat? Like, I'm not I'm not gonna be like, I'll be with you in just a second. I'm gonna be like what you should have said is excuse me because you just walked up on two people having a conversation. Now, when we are finished, I will gladly speak to you with whatever is so important that you have to stop what we were talking to. Mm. And then I'll go back to have my conversation. But then you better have something powerful. Right. And now you just, wait. Because, now you just got checked for no reason. when I'm done having the conversation I was trying to have, I'm going to be like... Now everybody pay attention because this was so important. We had to be interrupted. So everybody listen, gather around, lend an ear. 
Gather around, children. Gather around. And then, right. And then that person's like, have an to make. Then that person's like, well, damn. And I'm like, you can't be mad at the truth. Mm-hmm. Something tells me that this has happened. Like, right. Oh, and that, no, he's speaking from that, experience. That 100% happens. And he's like, speaking from experience. I, I, I so strongly stand behind. You can't get mad at the truth. Like, yeah, get upset. Mm. But like, as long as I have spoken nothing but the truth. Sometimes they can't handle the truth, though. You know what? What's, <laughs> like, this, what's this podcast and I, I try over? to keep things over 100. See, once this oh, podcast okay. is over, I'm going to text you because I think I'm going to ask you if it's this one person. I think it is. <laughs> I'm going to text you. Don't, you don't even have to text me. You can say it right now. Say their initials. I see how you already know what it is. Oh, you know, I'm an instigator too. I, I'm an instigator. Is it? Is it MJS? Oh no. Okay. No, no. That's that's that is like. I was ready for it. I was too. I would. I would try mm-hmm. to. I would always try to like keep that one hyped. I like, and like for me, when I was a standby, my I felt like my job is like the hype man and mm. the insurance. Because mm. like I I don't have no qualms. I'm not gonna fight with you fight with you over this role, right? Because like I'm a grown man. I'm getting paid to not go on. Let's <laughs> so, be clear. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and handle that 18 minute number. Because <laughs> I'm gonna get my coin from this pouch couch that I'm laying in. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was always like going to the theater and be like, "Hey, how you doing?" Most of the times, because like, like my sisters do, my sisters. Um, it would be like walking to the theater. Hey, bitch. What's going on? Um, we don't have, we didn't have children in our show, which was a good thing because the second I walked through the stage door, my mouth went off. And like, cause, cause that's how I talk to people. And like right. Jasmine, I call Jasmine bitch. Like I call Jasmine bitch so much, I could get my dresser and her dresser to call her bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and just fun stuff like that. Really? Also, like, shout out to her having, People are struggling. So to keep people, we what? I want to give her a shout out because her and that motherfucking Aladdin, holy fucking oh. shit. Those two motherfuckers? They don't do that. They don't do that. I, I love them both. First of all, he's one of the best people to ever be in a scene on stage with. He gives you so much that you want to give more than you're giving. Mm. He is so I. Oh, he's dope. He's is wonderful. Jonah? Jonah. Jonah. Oh yes, yes, Jonah. Um, and Kaena. Now, yes. now here's the funny twist. Jonah and they grew Kaena up together, right? What? They, yeah. they grew up together. They did theater in middle school together. Hmm. Then, like, went their separate ways, did college and stuff, and then saw each other at the Aladdin audition, and they ended up oh. being Aladdin. Look at that. Um, but, like, that's you want to keep 
the backstage area, the backstage morale up. Right. You want to keep everybody's spirits up because everybody's far away from their family. Everybody's on tour. They may lose their luggage, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, leave that shit outside. Mm -hmm. so, you're getting paid. You're getting paid to do three hours at most <laughs> of work. Three hours. And like when I was the genie, ain't now one of y'all hoes doing more work than I am. So don't nobody come to this door being quite tired. Shit. And y'all weigh half of what I'm carrying on this stage. Mm -hmm. At best. So, so since I was wrong, and, and I definitely, you know, since we're here, can you give us the initials of the individual that, <laughs> that, that you had this situation with since I was wrong? Because I, I thought it was one person. That boy looking for it, boy. <laughs> that boy, oh, okay. that boy searching for the tea. AJ. Oh! I, I did want to ask you this, but since you said you don't care, I'm going to ask you this. Um, because AJ, for y'all people, y'all can figure it out. We're not going to put it on blast like that. But y'all can figure it out. Is on blast question. now? Yeah, oh, I'm going to say his name question. anyway. Um, Albert Jennings, one of the hardest men, working men on the tour. But that bitch got under my skin because he knew how. Ah. Mm. Like, he's one of my dearest, dearest friends. And, like, he'll tell you in a heartbeat, he's aloof. But he's the type, here's, here's the perfect way to describe Albert. Like, y'all, I... Anybody watching, I talk shit because I would call him and say the same thing to his face, and I have. Mm -hmm. Albert is the type of person that if you went to a restaurant and saw, like, a fresh salad with fresh uh, mozzarella on it, and Albert said to the waitress, I'll have an order of mozzarella sticks. And, they, and she says, we don't have mozzarella sticks. Albert's going to be like, will you have mozzarella on that salad? <laughs> You see, you see how you, the see how everybody <laughs> just, that just heard that story kind of wanted to slap him. <laughs> I'm like, he just don't, see, he just don't, just don't. But he's one of the hardest workers, and single-handedly, without an agent, like got himself to understudy Aladdin in that tour, and went on as Aladdin on the tour, like. He's a hard worker and very talented and has one of the biggest hearts of anybody you'll ever meet. Mm. But, but it just, just, I, I call just, him I call him avocado because he's that extra. I mm. <laughs> like, mm. like he Tom Shelf. I will tell him in a heartbeat, over I can't afford you. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got a question for you. Um what? so so we're, we're talking about you know going on tour and everything, and just like how does it, how does how do you keep bringing that energy every night, even though you're doing the same numbers, the same? Does it get mundane doing the same repetition every day? No, because um, third girl from the left might roll her ankle and fall out. Um, somebody <laughs> might have dropped the necklace, and like these things happen. <laughs> and like you don't you don't understand how, like how much somebody does work until you see somebody fall on this side and then something's not working behind you that you have to walk on and you realize that that person had to do all that dancing and then run around the stage to get back to those stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
So you be so you be like you'll be in doing a number and notice something, but then have to keep the number going. <laughs> yeah, because first of all, and especially you guys are like, like they ask. In front so like sick. me, everybody's dressed in gold. I'm the only yeah. one in blue, looking like a blueberry in the middle of the stage. <laughs> so <laughs> if the genie messes up, you see it because it's the blue right. dot that didn't that did something wrong. Right. <laughs> Anybody else, they can blend in. So you really have to be like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And like, when you see stuff go down, or like multiple times I got hit with canes. I'd be like, hot. Oh, oh, okay. Well, well she got, he got a little saucy with that cane. And like one time I got stepped on and I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way you can weigh that much. <laughs> Or like slapping somebody's hand. Or like one time after a friend like me, some guy in the audience was like, do it again. And that's that was the first time that I stopped the show to talk to the audience. Like I stopped and I looked at him. I said, Did y'all hear him? <laughs> Did y'all hear him? <laughs> do, do it again. Do, I said, say it again. <laughs> And he didn't say anything. Yes. And I was like, mm-hmm, do it again. You out your mind. And then I turned yeah. around and, like, started talking to Aladdin and we finished the scene. But stuff like that, like, it's live audience. Something's always going to be different. Or you might forget. Mm. I, went into, <laughs> I went into the white room a couple times. So, what happened? Like, so like, when you have forgotten, like, what... What is the funniest thing that has happened? Like, like when you were on stage and you just that you had the rebound from. <laughs> yeah, where you're like looking around at folks, like help, help, help. I don't know what, what I'm supposed to be saying. What is? They can't help you. What is? What is the funniest out of your whole career? What is the funniest time you've been on stage and it's just been like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on, and none of you motherfuckers is helping me. <laughs> Like, like, did you start to kind of get pissed off? <laughs> whole, whole career, I don't know that anything has been like so bad. Well, no, no, I mean, like, it may not even be that bad. Like, it may not, like, the audience may not notice it, but like, right. for instance, like, so like, Los and I, we both, we both were athletes. This is the way I can equate it. We both were athletes. So, like, there could be, like, when you're watching us play football, when we see it, it's a lot slower than what people watch it. So, I guarantee you, when we're watching you perform, it's a right. lot slower for you than what we're seeing. So what is, like, something when you're performing that's been, like, a, a pause that was a lot longer than anticipated, you know, for the audience, oh, but we yeah, kind well, of like, see it? Like, but, like, you were just like, what like, the fuck? Friend like me, there's not time, if you mess up, to fix it. Mm. You're always, you're constantly saying or singing something in that number that, like, if you mess up, there's no room for ad libs to be like, oh, I just messed that up. It's because mm -hmm. the song's already passed you. So right. like, I, at first, I always thought the orchestra was chasing me. I was like, okay, run, get it done, get it done. Don't stop <laughs> to breathe because the orchestra will pass you. Mm. So when little things like that, I'm like, you, you could be as confident as possible. I would sing the number like six times before I came on stage. And I'm walking out there like, yes, I got it. We're gonna have so much fun tonight. Hadiya, hello. Turn around, mm -hmm. smile, and like try to figure it out. And like in my head, <laughs> in my head, it's like I'm going like this. 
flipping through the script trying to find a page. <laughs> um, but you have to sparkle, throw out some words, um, try to find out everything you can possibly do. Like I turned around and looked up stage and like, I couldn't hear what the people were saying. Mm. And they were singing what the chorus is supposed to sing at that time. I just couldn't hear the words to catch up to them. So it was like, I giggled a little bit and then I turned around and right at the button, I knew the words for the next part. Mm. So, so, so does, be, does being the genie give you that kind of leeway to, to like do the creative, you have more creative freedom and more in the role that you can kind of, like you said, you talk to the live audience, you can like make it more yes. interactive almost? Yes, being the genie, you're more, you, you feel off the audience. So like you want, if, if something, if you need to get, if some, you need to work on something or you need to give them something to get what you need from them, Mm -hmm. then, then you're going to throw out a little bit like ah, a little more sass to them or like right. if you're feeling like they're enjoying you more the more you give to them well mm -hmm. we know the story the show's called Aladdin they know who he is right right so give him a little sass give him a little give him a little hey hey yeah so how is oh, it okay. <clears throat> so but like with other roles right that you've like so like besides besides the genie because I really because like to me, it's always fascinating when like, you know, you know, there's something that goes wrong that no one else knows except for the people around you. Yeah. But like, you have to keep it straight. So like, I know with the Latin, yeah, that's the funny you, part. So so like, but I know like, when usually with roles, you kind of got to uh, stay on the stage. So like, how, like, what has happened in one of those roles where it was just kind of like something disastrous happened? but y'all were able to keep it moving or you just kind of had to take a second chuckle. When I was, I was, in, I was in Peter Pan in Utah where I was also doing Tarzan and. Oh, I definitely want to talk about that. The kids went up singing in Neverland. They were getting ready to go to Neverland and like they fly as they're singing the song and then they leave and like the pirates came in mm -hmm. and I was on the ship with the pirates. And like they flew up, they started the song. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? And they got stuck. They got stuck in the air. So like, <laughs> they're trying to fix it. They're trying to figure it out. There's no curtains in this theater. So like, mm. you see the wires up top, you see the actors hanging in the middle, you see the stage. Like, you see, you see everything. And the longer it's taking, the longer it's taking. And they keep saying announcements, they keep saying announcements. And like, <laughs> one time, the stage manager was like, well, y'all, you should have came last night. This didn't happen. I know he did it. So like, what just, did trying, just trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> um, and then like, after about 35 minutes, they figured out whatever it was and we continue to, to, to tell the story. That's from right crazy. at that point. <laughs> from, from that point. It was like, <laughs> we're, gonna start, we're gonna start with the next song because we're not gonna make people go through that again. But like, that also happened in Aladdin. Like, I have been in the, in the lamp and it didn't pop up. So what happens? So you just gotta <laughs> jump out and be like, surprise, I'm not gonna say <laughs> half the words because- He just crawled out. already down uh, here. Uh, Right. Um, there are there are things that happen when the carpet when the carpet doesn't work. 
Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. For y'all people who haven't seen Aladdin, you need to go Google on YouTube, you know, A Whole New World, the, the Broadway or the tour right. edition is going to show it to you. When they're on the carpet singing. And then they're up in the Raptors. So what do you mean? It's, it, what, what happened? You got to tell it to the people. Give us the tea. They're walking. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell too much, but um, there have been times where like the carpet just wasn't, no, it's not not today, like. And so, like, they're, the they have to that? hopefully, like, most. It's not been where like the actors or somebody's gonna get hurt or it falls, it, it like they fall off of it or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just been like like a technical issue where it's not charged or something. The wires aren't working right, and so you you just don't get a carpet fight. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which is horrible because it is one of the most magical things you will ever see on a stage. I, even being on stage, when they fly, they, they, I, that like makes me feel like an eight-year-old watching Broadway magic. For real. You know what? I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a... I don't know because like I love the carpet scene, but like to me, the, the whole thing with Aladdin is that damn genie. Because it's oh, like yeah. he makes and breaks it. He makes like it's like it's like it's like everything with him. Because it's like it's like you know you get the pizzazz a friend like me, but everybody forgets the Prince Ali number. Like, right. Prince Ali. Prince Ali. That Prince Ali is friend like me two point oh. Yeah. Performing that one for you. You don't even you don't even get intermission because once you do friend like me. You end the song, you sing with Aladdin, Aladdin sings the rest of it, you go up to your dressing room and you take your costume off, they start adding more makeup. When they're done with the makeup, you have to put the white costume on, then they put the zoot suit on top of that. Mm. And by the time they're done putting those costumes on, they say places for act two. So you don't get an omission. And, and you're a big the, dude, the way man, the magnets and the cost, the way the magnets and the costume work, you can't sit down in it either, or else it'll pop over. Damn. So, so once you put that yeah. zoot suit on, you are in that zoot suit until they tear it off. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you, you a big guy, and most of the times I play whoever plays the genie are big guys. Like they and that's to... just it. They don't. It's not impressive to see somebody that weighs 185 pounds do a cartwheel and an 18 minute number that ends in a tap dance. Right. But when it's a man that's 300 plus pounds, you're like, holy, how the hell did he get his big ass around? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to have the, the second win to even continue through the number and push and, through the number. And he's singing, and yeah. he's singing. Well, uh, you got to because you're on stage with a bunch of half naked, beautiful models. That's true too. <laughs> that's true it's too. It's like, well, hey, here's Speaking what they of- can't do. They can't do all this. Right. Well, so speaking of just being on, what is the quickest, like, you know, what is the shortest amount of time you had to get ready to perform? Um, in D.C., I was, I was still standby. And you're supposed to be there an hour. You're supposed to be there an hour before the show starts. Um, equities, equities call is 30 minutes. But if you have makeup, like, like the genie and Jafar did, we had to be there an hour early. Um, I got called 45, I got called 15 minutes into that hour and Jeez. told that I, that I had to be the genie that day. So I had to, and I was getting on a bike. 
And so that bike was my cardio, my pre-show cardio. And I rode to the theater and went on as the gene. And I had, I got to the theater in like 15 minutes, so I had 30 minutes to get ready. Wow. Um, Alice, Alice's first time going on is sometime like next week, I think, or like within this week. Um, Alice went on without a put on. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that. He said that he just, he's never, he never practiced or anything. You're You're supposed to do the, you're supposed to have a put in where you wear all your costumes and you do the full show and everybody else is just in their street clothes. Mm. So you know where everything is. And that's the first time that you do the full show, the show full out on stage. Ellis did a performance without having done that. And like, he's a man. Ooh, he did it. And like, anytime that something were to happen, like if something were to happen with somebody during the show, they stop the show for somebody to get ready and you get ready and then you go out and finish the show. The only time that happened, Alice had to jump in. Mm. Now, now what, you, what has to happen for that? Like, you know, for them to say, hey, we need a new, like, how do they, how do they even handle that when that transition happens? Do they even announce? Well, you get, to, you get to the theater thinking you're fine. You're in Arabian Nights going fine. And then, like, you get sick or something, or you twist your ankle. And, like, you finish Arabian Nights with a twist and ankle, but when you get off stage, somebody else is getting ready so they can start with friend like me. Mm. Okay, absolutely. So like you come off and you're just like immediately somebody would just be like, hey, I'm done. We gotta get somebody else. Oh, if it really happens like that, they usually know when it happens. They're like, like if, if somebody feels like, if the stage manager that's calling the show feels like he witnessed something just happened, he's gonna radio while the show's, while, this, while you're still doing the number. This person get to the dressing room and start getting ready. Mm. And then everybody in the everybody in the company knows something happened. So and everybody's up and ready to go, and you're in the dressing room getting ready. If they need you, great. If they don't, even better. But you're still getting ready. Like the, he's like the head coach. It has to be. You only have so much time. Mm. That's, that's crazy. That's, yeah, that's, but that's that like that's, that's with every show. You 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 don't want to, but because. We're doing what we love. So, like, you go to the theater, like, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. You get through it, and you're like, maybe I can't. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all human, you know, as much as you want yeah, to push For me, I'm it. like, if I go to the theater, I'll get to the curtain call. Mm. <clears throat> well, y'all are athletes, too. Like, you know, all of <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, y'all are doing, like, a whole, like, the whole, especially, especially the ensemble. They oh. are, like, but then, and I mean, the ensemble in, Every show, not only not only just oh one hundred percent, but like they they Keep kind everything of everything moving. Yeah, they're nonstop moving. Like and in, and in some shows, things are happening so fast that you don't even pay attention. And that ensemble is what's making everything happen. Like I have worked with some of the best and some of the not so best, but. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you, so, you know, as we, you know, as we, you know, come out to a close, because this, this has definitely been, you know, great having you on. We definitely want to have a, uh, you know, definitely going to invite you on, you know, again, whenever you want. Oh, have like, like, you know, like you know, I got some steak to cook tonight. But yeah, I was actually about to, I was about to ask you, could you break down, you know, one kind of, 
what you been cooking for the people lately? Because I've asked you, and then I'm actually, after this, I'm going to have to hit Ellis uh, back up, because he sent me, like, he was cooking, like, some fried chicken and, like, some, uh, Ooh, yeah. some, some collard greens and, like, some, uh, okay. um, some sweet cornbread. He sent me, like, the recipes. But for Ellis, you, I've seen you. Cooking, Ellis be cooking fried chicken, like, it's Sunday on Tuesday. <laughs> and that's the gangster thing about it. <laughs> I, and so that and then I like see it, I'm like, you know what? I always thought about making a bacon wrapped meatloaf. I ain't never made meatloaf we, a day in my life. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about that bacon wrapped meatloaf? Or that or that or that bacon wrapped asparagus? The bacon wrap well here's the thing. I just went and got this new wrap so I can cook the bacon wrapped asparagus even better. Because that bacon wrap asparagus was everything. And a lot of times it'll just be me thinking, what about what do I want to make? Right. And then like today, I was like, I wanted to make bacon wrap fillets. My grocery store didn't have fillets. Yo. So I, I still bought a, 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 a nice little a nice little sirloin <laughs> that I will wrap with bacon and stick Q-tips or stoop Q-tips. Sorry, stick toothpicks on the You're side <laughs> to cook it. Um, and some uh, like first of all, I love like little fingerling potatoes and like little baby potatoes. Yes, because they're easy to cook. Cut them up, and that's another thing. Most of the stuff I just throw on a pan and throw it in the oven. Mm. Like, wash it, cut it up, season it with a little olive oil, some pepper and salt. Throw it in the oven, forget about it. And, like, chicken breasts, I'll cook those up in the pan with a little teriyaki sauce and, like, a little concoction I make. And then I'll throw that on top of the vegetables and finish it in the oven. Mm. It's, and it's so easy. Like, I'll be finished, and I'm like, man, that was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> that bacon wrapped meatloaf, though. Can we get how delicious was that? Because I don't know personally. Like, I have that to actually so delicious. I don't think I. I don't know if I took a picture. I sent you a picture of the final product, like my plate, but I don't think I posted it because like it was. I was eating like I just kept eating and eating. It was. It was so good. But what I will say, especially with the macaroni and cheese, um, it was ten times better the next day. Because it's the barbecue ketchup glaze mm -hmm. was able to like get into it and like, ooh, -wee. yeah, yeah, because yeah, because like like you made because like you made a sauce for the yeah. mac and cheese. Yeah. I, made, I made the sauce, the sauce, the ooh, the mac and cheese. They had like five different cheeses in it. You get me hungry, man. Let's 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 you know. Let's, let's and it was and this was I think this was one of the first times I put Philadelphia cream cheese in my macaroni and cheese. Really? Mm hmm Now what was the what was yeah. the pot cheese you put in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, we gotta you know everybody um, has their mac and cheese. Because like, I thought that was right. a Karen thing to do. I didn't know that we mine <laughs> my I like to change mine a little bit every every once in a while just to see what I'm doing. Like sometimes I'll put bacon in it, sometimes I'll <clears throat> like this time there was uh a bacon reserve, in the mac and cheese? Oh talk to me about it. A reserved cheddar. Ooh. Um, uh, an Asiago. Oh my fuck! Um, <laughs> a white, a white cheddar. Well, Asiago is probably the best cheese in the world. A sharp cheddar, and um, there was so like an Asiago Romano mix. Mm. 
And and I put in like a healthy dollop of Philadelphia cream cheese. But like I put mixed it with heavy cream mm. and like okay. I melted it off like almost all down. Then just um take it off the heat and let it cool down because when you mix it and here's the secret that not everybody does. Depending on the size, throw in an egg and mix it up with the cheese yeah. sauce. The bonding right. agent. To keep it's it together. Good. Because yeah, if yeah, you yeah. don't, then you're serving craft cheese and macaroni, honey. Right, right. I so see about poor milk, poor milk. And that's the difference between black people mac and cheese and white people <laughs> mac and cheese. <laughs> no, no, for real. For real, bro. I remember like you could go to your friend's house and, and they'd be oh, the mac and cheese. I'm like, was well, this made in the oven or on the stove? <laughs> exactly. And that's how I could tell. And even, even if it was made in the oven, it still looked like it was made on the stove. Exactly. <laughs> you, can't, you can't fool me, boy. I'm like, you got to right. come cheese. Oh, like, hey. I would always be like, they're like, oh, my mom's macaroni and cheese is so good. I was like, is it your mom's or is it crabs? <laughs> Oops. Because, <laughs> like, like, even even being poor, macaroni and cheese didn't come from no box that I ate. Yeah, <laughs> I, did. I hear that. So, so like, when somebody showed me a box of macaroni and cheese, I was like, "What?" I didn't. I didn't even know about like. Obviously, you know, craft mac and cheese because you see it on television. But I didn't even know about Velveeta until I got to college. Oh yeah, right. that's a fact. I had no idea. Right. Like, I remember it was like my roommate came in with it one day. Steve Cash, shout out to Cash. He came in there and he was like, "Yo, you gotta try this. It's delicious. <laughs> we can have it as midnight snacks to gain weight." Yeah, because we had to get away from football. So, right. like, so like, we would wake up and eat Velveeta. Yeah. And you were like, this is the greatest white people mac and cheese and I've you, ever had. And to speak well, to it was because, it was, because you know what? It was like three minutes. You know what I mean? Some really quick calories go right back to bed. Like, right. I and that warm, that warm cheese sauce makes you feel good inside. I ain't mad at it. You know what it is, too? I used to have the, Vel, I used to have the Velveeta, but it was just a block of cheese. So I always thought the Valvita was just a block of cheese. And then I got to college, I was like, wait, 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 they do Instant Mac? What the right. I used to thought it was just a block of cheese. Velveeta. Now, I do like putting the Velveeta block in my mac and cheese. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. That's why I was like, okay, yeah, it's just cheese. But, you know, we were real basic with the cheeses in my house, to my knowledge. Like, the only thing I really remember is, like, Swiss, provolone, cheddar, American. Basic. You want some basic on your cheeses? <laughs> yeah. What's the problem with We were basic on our cheeses. <laughs> we have cheddar. We have sharp cheddar, mild cheddar. And Parmesan. <laughs> okay? If you had spaghetti, you had Parmesan cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had to. You had to. <laughs> and cottage cheese. We always said cottage cheese was spaghetti, too. Do, do people, do, do you know people who put, like, the breadcrumbs and the Parmesan on top of the mac and cheese? Or they just... Like yes, I know people that put breadcrumbs on top of the mac and cheese. I'm like, mm. how is that? Like, I never had that. I don't. I don't know how. It's I feel all right, about it. but like, why? Why did what? What did you? What did you do wrong in your recipe that you need something to sop up something else? Or why? What are breadcrumbs? What are breadcrumbs for though? Crusty enough or crunchy that you need? Crust. To put bread to yeah. Why, yeah. Yeah. Then leave it in the oven. Take the aluminum foil off the top. Right. Let that crust up. <laughs> The yeah. cheese is what's supposed to crust up. Yeah, it's supposed to bubble. Yeah. That's just what's supposed to be 
You gotta cut back exactly. I want it to crunch a little bit when you cut it the next day before putting it in the microwave. Do you do you do desserts? Do I cook desserts? Yeah. I've started to dabble, but like I've done easy stuff. Like my sister, my my younger sister and I will FaceTime and cook simple stuff like peanut butter cookies and like but I did find a really good peanut butter cookie recipe that is one egg, one cup of sugar, and one cup of peanut butter, and that's it. How many cookies? Sugar and it makes like twelve to fifteen. What? The math don't even add up. <laughs> right. Wait until you do it, and then it's like these are so good. And I always have a cup of sugar and a cup of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And then you take it, you know, stick. But you said what? Is it stick of butter? No. Uh, not even an egg. He said, "Oh yeah, sorry." The, the reason even easier. But I used to cook cakes and stuff like that, so maybe I'll try some desserts and like try some different things. But for now, it's been like, what do you think that you want to cook? And like right now, I'm about to cook up some steak with bacon on it, make some mashed potatoes, corn on the cob. This so now are you gonna wrap also, the steak in bacon? Yes, I'm gonna wrap a la- a, the outside. I'm not gonna wrap the steak like the main part of the steak. I'm gonna wrap the outside. Like a filet mignon, if you did, if you would. Yeah. The steak and bacon. Oh yes. Yes. I'm, and I got this just like I'm gonna show you something. I'll give you a little education. Oh wait, I can just do this. <laughs> welcome to welcome to Corey's kitchen. Yeah, look at the backsplash in there. Okay. Oh, okay. he did that himself, son. Um, He's HGTV. Right. Look, Corey's kitchen with a K. Uh-huh. Okay. You see, you got it. HGTV, son. He did that shit himself. It's I believe like he's about, like about to cook something for us. This uh-huh. is everything. It's is that, a that garlic, garlic butter? herb butter. Oh. It's a garlic herb butter that is already made. It's butter with garlics and herbs in it. Mm. Not those herbs, but I need to make some of that butter later. Yes. <laughs> do you do you do you make that kind of butter and do you have recipes? Could you share? <clears throat> I, Offline, of I course, don't want to get my jammed up. Here's a really good idea. If you don't, if you have tincture, um, get a like a, a bowl of butter, mm-hmm. crunchy crock. Okay. Put it in the microwave. Is that actually so, butter in there or leftovers? Say, say, <laughs> it's actually butter. <laughs> you had, you had to ask. You had to ask. Um, <laughs> and you melt it. Get an all like liquid butter. Okay. And then you pour whatever tincture, like however much potent you want your butter to be in there and mix uh-huh. it all up and put it back in the refrigerator. Mm. Yeah, rocks and then when the butter solidifies again, then you have butter for anything you want. Uh, grilled cheese, mm. cooking with it, anything. Um, and so, ah, so that's just center cut bacon to wrap around my steaks. Sheesh. Also, what I didn't say, dry-aged bacon. It's also gonna be a surf and turf because I got raw shrimp. Oh, time out, time out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we can we go back to the soft flex that he just had? What the fuck is dry-aged bacon? What is dry-aged bacon? I've never heard of this. (laughs) Really? Hell no. (laughs) Dry-aged and center cut hickory smoke. 
Like I've I've heard of dry aged steaks and like dry aged like other meats, but not bacon. Like what kind of? Okay, I see. I, I hear you. I hear that. <laughs> well, it's an old pig. <laughs> well, listen. We don't listen. We know you're going to get to cooking. We don't want to take up too much of your time. We appreciate you, my brother. Yes. Anytime. Look, and it'd only be worse if we was cutting up somewhere at some studio. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, when we get out of quarantine, we'll definitely lo- listen. We'd love to have you in the studio. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. That'd be a vibe. He's loving chicken. Listen, you know what? You know what would be interesting? What? It would what? be a really good show if we if we found somewhere to cook. Yeah. If we found somewhere to cook. If well, we that did, wouldn't like, be a problem. Easy- it doesn't matter. Like, it just depends on like what you need and how much space you need. Mm-hmm. But it would only be like four of us because of Cameron, and that's it. Mm-hmm. We can just find somewhere, because I live upstate. I found somewhere to <laughs> Listen, BGB and Cooking with Corey. This is going to be my <laughs> Exactly. Make yeah, a cooking, talk about just cooking shit and create a and recipe. Just or, shit. Like, ask people for like their favorite recipes they want to see made or something, or things that people fail making. Mm-hmm. And we can make videos, yo. And then, of course, eat it because I'm going to eat all of it. Like, oh, trust and believe. That's why I can't do. That's why we can't be making baked goods. Yeah, no, no. Because when I make a double batch and then they're gone in a week, and I'm like, damn, you really ate 25 peanut butter cookies? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I made them, so <laughs> it's protein. It's protein. Don't judge me. This is the judge-free zone. <laughs> So you know what? I'm going to. I'm definitely going to try that um, that butter recipe. You know yeah. what I mean? Make, to make the good butter. So people, y'all try it too. Listen in the comments right. below. Send me some tincture and I'll try it too. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. We're going to talk offline. I am Dean. That is Los. That has been Mr. Corey Blossy. We appreciate y'all. Listen, we will be back with a cooking with BTB and Corey. Yes. One hell of a time. Peace, love, and chicken, y'all. We are out. Chicken. Peace, love, and uh, meatloaf. Okay. Yo, son, yo, we definitely got to do that bacon meatloaf, though. We got to do that bacon. And, yo, time out, time out. Hold on. Bacon, <laughs> ribeye steaks, too. Yeah. Like, you know what? Maybe I can do a crisscross pattern on the outside. Oh, son. Y'all talking. And then, and then after that... And then you throw the asparagus on top of it yo, too. Yo, you gotta relax. You hit gotta the asparagus. Hit the asparagus with the with the. You gotta listen, listen, you gotta hit the asparagus with the with the, with the, with the salt guy like that. I'm yes, up, right, like some like artisan meal right now. No, son. Oh, I'm so <laughs> hungry right now. Flipping it like emerald. <laughs> what if we wrap bacon in a pork shoulder? All right. See. Ooh. See. See what right? I'm Right. I was trying to do. I was trying to figure out how to, how to wrap. I was trying to figure how to wrap um, uh, Brussels sprout and bacon. You could do it. I yeah, think I can. Yeah, you got to cut it. Like you probably got to cut it and then just yeah, you'd be fine. No, just, I'll just use one piece on a whole Brussels sprout yeah, and, and, and then put a skewer it. right in it. Boop. Yeah, hold it in place. Ooh. You know what we do have to make though as a homage. <laughs> We gotta make that shit from the boondocks. That sandwich that they oh, all the, had. The donut, the donut <laughs> chicken burger. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Ain't no good. 
up to no good. The, we got to listen. The listen, the listen the the people. We, we got we to gotta, we gotta have them see us sweating and shit. Like, Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like fried it chicken with Krispy Kreme donuts on it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Jack, you need to sponsor us. Stop frying on us. Destruction, right? Okay. <laughs> Help the gods. Who's IMD? That'd be the last supper, all right. <laughs> That'd be the end of it. Oh, God. One bite of that, it's over. Right. Y'all gonna, gonna be like, you ate that chicken sandwich, did you? <laughs> right. You ate it, didn't you? You I finished did. it. I did, God. I did. <laughs> that was for the world. Right. A new you level of item. Yeah, for sure. That's right. Like, Brought to the tears. That shit, like, induced, like, <laughs> like crackheads. It would, like, induce them. It, like, ruined the market in the episode, bro. Right. That chicken is the... Chicken is the it turned them crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a do. reason why you can't really make that. <laughs> Yo, you, we thought Popeye's was bad. If we make the itis from the boondocks... Right. Yo, first of all, first of all, can I say something before we leave? Listen, we're still recording. <laughs> I can't stand that fucking Popeye's lady. Oh, the black lady? For the record. Spices in my I can't, I, I, the spices. <laughs> I can't stand her, and I can't stand the chicken sandwich. Before we leave, I want to put that on the record. I right. Oh, bum-ass chicken sandwich. <laughs> no sauce on it, either. No sauce on it. Right. Dry-ass <laughs> chicken sandwich. Losing like, their mind. Like, 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 you know that this is a poisonous trap from the white man <laughs> to give a black man a fried chicken sandwich with no fucking sauce on it. That's a trap. Not even a slab of mayonnaise, nothing. <laughs> right. Chick-fil-A puts fucking sauce on their chicken sandwich even. Chick-fil-A? Listen, listen, chick, listen. We respect And that's the only time you'll ever hear that business's name come out of my mouth because I would, mm-mm. Oh, yes, Chick-fil-A does have, God, why does all the good shit always got to fuck themselves over? <laughs> fuck themselves over. Yeah, they do. They do. It's chicken. Make it at home. You want to know where it tastes the best? Out your own damn frying pan. From his listen, from his mouth to y'all ears. I am Dean. That is close. That is Mr. Corey Blossy. We appreciate y'all. Peace, love, and Thank you. Peace. Thank you again, brother. <laughs>